Hey guys, so before we get into the show, I need to tell you about a mental health and self-improvement tool I have been using, and this is also today's sponsor, Shape and Foster. So real talk, I want to be vulnerable for a minute and just have a girl talk, real talk, talk to you guys. I know I can't be the only one who has had a tough time in 2020. It has been one of my best years in a weird way. I fell in love, I started my own business, and I have so many exciting things on the horizon that I'm so grateful and happy about. At the same time, it's just, it's been a whirlwind and it's been a tough time. I became unemployed at the start of the pandemic and I had to leave my job because of COVID. I ended up totaling my car. I suffered a concussion that affected my thinking and I have been struggling with a lot of things and I want to be very open about them. I've been struggling with anxiety and a newly diagnosed condition called OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And it was something that was always sort of slightly in my life. But when the pandemic happened, it just escalated to a new level. And it really stemmed from a fear of living in a virus related pandemic. I just had this overwhelming development of anxiety around germs, dirt, getting sick, possibly getting somebody else sick, having this sickness for the rest of my life, not knowing how it was going to affect me. So all of these emotions, all of these feelings like I was out of control manifested in a very real way of just constantly trying to keep my environment clean and perfect and and keep myself clean and perfect. And I really noticed my symptoms fluctuate in severity from time to time. And I noticed they really peak when I feel like immersed in stressful times and world events that are outside of my control. So I have found it's so important that I remain really proactive with the activities that keep me grounded. And I need to do them consistently, even when I don't feel like doing them, but I need to do them before I feel too in over my head and start worrying so much about money, my appearance, my future, getting sick, all of these things, it's much easier to actively manage them and do the work than get to a a breaking point with your mental health where you don't have the tools to put yourself back together. So you might have OCD or anxiety like me, and I just wanted to talk about that in case you do. I, I never want anyone to feel alone. And maybe you just want to use this time to better yourself and stay balanced. So Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. How cool is that? Like all of these amazing things in one place. I feel like this is the app that we've all always dreamed about and and wanted to have access to, and now it's actually real. So 
Each industry expert at Shape and Foster has created a unique video program to assist members on their journey. It is a one-stop shop for self-improvement that provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by setting up systems, practices, and habits. My favorite part of the app so far is the videos on mental health and the worksheets that I can do once a month to develop my social and emotional skills. I am learning so much about myself, about the four major emotions, and having these worksheets has been so helpful to actually sit down and understand these things and spend the time on myself. Lifestyle development is all about enhancing your quality of life by improving your awareness, identity, and potential. I am such a firm believer that having a better quality of life is all about how we talk to ourselves and how we show ourselves that we matter. So like even doing these little worksheets sends a message to my brain that I'm worth working on. I'm worth taking the time for. I want us all to thrive and step into our power this year and take care of ourselves. You can go to www.shapeandfoster.com. Try the app for free. You get 14 days totally free. You can take a yoga class, try out these mental health worksheets, get some nutrition advice, get some financial advice. I know I need that. Go ahead and try it. Again, you get 14 days for free and then report back. I know you guys are going to be obsessed. So I'll put that information in the show notes and hope you guys are doing well. Love you so much. Let's get into the show. You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me one-on-one dedicated to helping you find your glow and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spot industry. I'm Tess, and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, Take a deep breath and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to the treatment room. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the treatment room. I'm your host, Tess, and today we are talking to none other than Kelsey Sirt of The Modern Esthetician. You might know her from Instagram or YouTube. Kelsey was actually the first esthetician influencer that I stumbled upon. But more than that, she was the first esthetician I could find, apart from celebrity estheticians who I couldn't really relate to. She was the first person I found who was talking about her real experience as an esthetician and all that the job could offer you. Kelsey is a medical esthetician of over 10 years and a social media maven. In this episode, we talk about her experience working for a dermatologist, how to get hired by one, niching down and really celebrating and getting specific with your craft, having a healthy relationship with competition, but an overall abundance mindset, how to build trust with clients and why if she's doing it, you can do it too. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm your host, Tess, and today we have an absolute delight of a guest on the show. She's somebody who has influenced me and I know our entire esthetician community. 
Her name is Kelsey Sir of The Modern Esthetician, and I genuinely cannot wait to talk to Kelsey. I know she's going to have so many nuggets of wisdom to share with all of you. So welcome, Kelsey. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. We're so happy to have you. I'd love to start with who you are and what you do. Oh my, that's such a big question. Such a big, abrupt question. So big, where do you start? Um, (laughs) So I am an esthetician. My background is working at a medical spa. So I first went to school and really wanted, I've always been an entrepreneur. I think that it's, it was just, sometimes it's just born in you. And mm-hmm. I had this desire, I've always been drawn to the beauty world, but I've had this desire to have my own business and maybe even possibly have my own skincare line or makeup line when I was young. And I was like, well, how is this going to, how would I be taken seriously? Like, how would I, you know, be able to really talk about what I want to create? So I became Um, I researched becoming an esthetician and there was nothing on the internet, like one or two people that were there. And I was like, there is just so unknown, but I knew I definitely didn't want to do hair. It's so funny. You go to school and there's a clear distinction between Cosmos and Estes. And the teachers joked about it with the school that I went to. It's very clear. And so I knew I wanted to go to school to be an esthetician. And I knew that I wanted to work for a dermatologist. Like my Mm. intention was very clear. Because I wanted to know how to actually create results for people without and and this was, you know, mind you 11 years ago, it was more about pampering as an esthetician, where it's not Mm. so much now. But when I, I didn't want to do the pampering thing, I wanted to create results. I wanted to help people love their skin because I feel like everyone deserves to feel beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And yes, I feel like so many of us sort of have that instinct, like growing up, it's, it's little things. Like when you're younger, like I love to give my dog a bath and I love to like go to CVS with my mom and I would look at the products and Mm -hmm. look at the ingredient labels. And it's like these little signs, like you you become that go-to person for your friends as far as makeup or skincare products. It's, it's kind of little things. And I love that you said that Kelsey about, you know, wanting to make people feel beautiful because I think a lot of us have that in us and maybe that's part of one of the strong signs of estheticians. 110% I believe that estheticians it's more than a career it's 100% a calling. It is 100% a calling. I sometimes get like emails and DMs about oh like strategic like how much do you make and da 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 and it's like okay it can't be about that even though I get it and I totally understand, I I totally understand, but it's so much more than that because when you follow your passion and you follow that drive and that follow that, oh, that's something that just doesn't go away. The money will follow, like success will follow. And it's not just in aesthetics. It's in every industry that desire in inside of you. If you listen to it and not just think that it's a far off dream, it will create success and abundance for you. You just have to trust it. You do. And I think it's a career that is especially difficult. I'm sure you get that question about 
that DM, like, how much money do you make? Like that YouTube comment, like, what is the salary I can expect? And it's very difficult to answer because I've never been able to answer it. Never. I I tried. I tried with a YouTube video collecting all of these statistics and whatnot because I I felt like it was important. Like, I really get that need to understand, like, can I support a family? What kind of lifestyle can I live here? And parents are asking you, too. Like, why are you going to go to beauty school? How much can you make? And so that's in their head from other people, too. So I get it. Totally. Totally. It's, yeah, it's a realistic question. And I think parents, too, like, Mm -hmm. side note, but our parents, that generation doesn't really understand all that I think estheticians can be. I love that you were talking about that entrepreneurial spirit. And just, if not that, just having an openness to see where the career can take you, whether it's education or, you know, working for a product label, developing a product, creating your own skincare line, working on people. There's so many, so many possibilities in the career. So it's really tough to pinpoint a number or put it in a box. And I don't think we necessarily should. No, I agree. And I haven't after I've, I've now had the modern esthetician for like three and a half years, and I have not been able to put it in a box because it is up to you. You really can make as much or as little as you want. When you say the modern esthetician, I know you made a video recently talking about this, but what does it mean to you? The modern esthetician means just like we were talking about that the limit is, there is no limit in what you can be. And okay, so you will understand this. When I first started, people always cut out with the economy um, skin. They would always still see their hairdresser because you can't have roots. They'd always have their nails, but people Mm. neglected their skin and it has completely changed. And so we are essentially really like making this industry what it is right now. Like people like you and all the other SDs that are like creating results for people and educating themselves to educate other people. And the modern esthetician is not afraid to figure out the unknown of this industry because you even asked me something when we were kind of corresponding of, you know, the Mm -hmm. oversaturation. It is 100% not oversaturated. That is a myth because there is so much you can do with your aesthetic license. It's up to you to determine what are you most passionate about? What gives you the most like exciting thing about this industry and become the best at it? And if you're willing to do that, even though you don't see anyone else doing it, or you see them doing it in a certain way that you like, but it's not all done. You get to answer that for yourself. Like you get to be a you know, someone that is, can bring such value to not only your town, but to the world with what you are drawn to. Yes. So that's modern esthetician. You, you are, you are a modern esthetician. There's so many women that are doing it right now, but we need more. Like you guys need to be following that desire and that passion. Like we need to bring aesthetics up to the level it should be at. Absolutely. And I needed that reminder. I think especially in this time, and I haven't really told you about this, Kelsey, but I left my treatment room when COVID happened because I have my autoimmune disease. I have different concerns around that. And um, we closed for so long. And I was just having this identity crisis, like, who am I if I can't 
be back Ooh. in the treatment room. I, I was, love those. Oh man, I love but, those. They're hard to go through, but that means yes. evolution. That means it's next okay. level. Yes, I I agree. And it definitely, I think it's in those moments of discomfort, something beautiful can come out of it. But I just, I don't think it's specific to me or COVID. Like I think many estheticians, as we go through our journey, we come to little lulls or challenges or times when we're bored and we, you know, are thinking, is that, am I not an esthetician if I discontinue doing what I'm doing now but oh that's a modern esthetician okay I love I love those times in my life Uh I did a podcast actually it's so funny that you asked me this because I did my first one like beginning of this week and they said um it was just just it's so fun I love these but they asked um like what are the setbacks or when you go through those lulls of feeling Mm -hmm. not uh, motivated or, you know, those are the times when you can really see like, well, what does make me happy? Like I'm not motivated by this or this doesn't fulfill me in some way. That Mm -hmm. is the universe trying to tell you like it's time to up level. If you didn't have those, you'd be so comfortable in that treatment room and you'd never evolve. You know what I mean? So there's, even though you can't see it, it is there and the universe is saying, I'm making you feel this way so that you open your eyes and ask the questions of what could be, well, what, what could maybe make me even happier, you know? And so those times you have to truly appreciate them for what they are. Those aren't things to make you feel bad. Those are things to help you grow. Did you have those times, Kelsey? Um, Yes, I did, ma'am. I'm also through COVID. Okay. So I was at, uh, my medical spa for 10 years. I started from the bottom. We can get into yeah. that too. The doctor didn't really like believe in estheticians cause she had one bad experience before I convinced okay. her obviously with my passion. And I knew that that's where I needed to be. That's a whole story too. And okay. so I eventually came to run it and manage it. And it was always my dream to maybe, you know, have our own little boutique of just esthetician services like Botox, Juvederm, Nurse Services, and mm-hmm. uh, Skin Solution Store. So she gave me that opportunity. I was able to open up a second location, and it was all my vision. And I picked the location, and I did everything. I wow. built the crew. I built – it was just, like, beautiful. And then um, one week after we opened, COVID happened. Dun, 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 oh dun. <laughs> And I had to be on my, um, with my children. I had to stay home and, um, had to, I got to truly, it was a blessing and it it was, it was all I could do there. I was able to do this and have this experience, but then it was time for something different. It was time to put all of my energy into the modern esthetician and kind of follow that dream. And so that's what I've been doing since this whole, um, you know, world crisis you could say it's been a beautiful thing for me because I've been I've had the tools to like go into that contrast and like um just follow it follow that desire what felt better in my stomach what felt good to me was to stay home and to start building something of my own of course and that time with your kids is so valuable and I am sure that fuels you to work harder. So I think everything is so meant to be. And it was just, it was a little pause, but you know, it's as things happen in life, it's always, I think, happening for a reason, happening for us and better things can come out of it. More creative things can come out of it. 
100%. Yeah. So you're on your own right now. You're not in the treatment room, but you have all this experience. Well, I have two years of experience. So. Hey, that's good. Is it? Yes. So sometimes, and I struggle with this, Kelsey, but I think another uh, really great message behind everything you do on social media is just encourage us sort of as a collective because it's so easy to look at the next person and think she has more experience than me. She's more skilled than me, et cetera, et cetera. She has these fancy tools. She has a prettier treatment room. And I really appreciate your message that if you see one person having success, it just means that you could do the same. Girl, we need more estheticians that are inspired by the ones that are doing it because there's not enough. And I know that you may think that, but there is still not enough. This is my mission is to like have everyone like the shining bright star and killing it and making aesthetics what it needs to be like okay your nails grow back and it's just colorful your hair grows back and it's just color which hey they're very important to your skin your freaking skin like we need to be you know the cheerleaders for this and we should be the number ones and I think there was a reason why we weren't for so long is because now is our time to educate and to help women. They feel like they're that maybe it was just fluff too, because all these big claims like L'Oreal and all these different skincare lines, they're promising all these things and then they don't deliver. And then so they lose trust in what we can actually create. And so it's changing. It is changing. And we need people like you who go into that, like helping mentoring and educating and being loud and being beautiful and inspiring others to be beautiful. What would you do if you could do anything? What would you want to do? Well, I think I'm doing it and I'm starting a project right now. I cannot wait to share more about and I think you'll be excited about it. So that will be big to share. So Um, you're like feeling it, you're going in that desire and it's things are happening for you and opening up. Yes. Yes. I totally think so. And I think just realizing that the esthetician box, you know, doesn't have to limit you to a treatment room. I think that was a big hurdle for me to get over because I was told, you know, just, or maybe not even told, but I just looked at everyone around me and then I realized it's okay to kind of pave your own path. So Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. I've started on this new small business of doing virtual consultations, which is something I never thought, you know, would have uh, been, I never would have thought it could be as helpful as it has been. But it's really allowed me to see how much you can accomplish just helping somebody with their routine. And with the education and the learning, I think I realized I don't need to be touching you know, five faces a day to make an impression. Oh my gosh. At all. When I was, when I first started at the medical spa, I started at the product specialist and then I graduated into the room and then I became the marketing and then I became the manager. And I realized that I didn't really like being in the room, but I did it and I managed the estheticians that did it. And I did all the trainings that the estheticians did. And I learned exactly what you needed to do, but it wasn't really my passion, but I love doing more of the business and the marketing and building a team and branding. Like that was more of my 
love. And so there's nothing wrong with that. I never thought there was anything wrong with that. Oh my gosh. So once you get over that hurdle, doors open. Yes. It's like, it's just judging ourselves and, you know, attaching guilt to, oh, I should be X, Y, Z, but we don't. Totally. We don't. No girls, you do not. Whoever's (laughs) listening, if you feel like, and this is my big thing. I want more estheticians to be the influencers when it comes to skincare. I feel like, and it, oh my God, it is changing. There are so many companies now since we started this that are like, I want estheticians representing my product. I want this. That makes so much more sense to get your hands in or get the products into the hands of the experts to talk about your products. Duh. I, I, Duh. I, I so agree, Kelsey. And I hope this isn't too controversial to ask. What? But how do you feel just seeing people who are, um, you know, just consumers, self-educated, becoming sort of the go-to for information on skincare? Well, that was the big thing is I feel like anyone can talk about it. And I love women empowerment, women, men empowerment, do your thing. But we have to really realize that these people are talking about their skin and they have only their experience on their skin. So if people have their skin type, it will be great. But we have the training to work with all skin types. We're not biased on what just works well for us. We know skin types because we've seen them all. So we have the education to actually, you know, be helpful to a bigger mass. Yes. But anyone, I feel like, go and follow your dream, girl. But I'm talking about the big companies. They were investing in because they had the numbers or they were pretty or they were celebrities. No, Mm -hmm. legitimize your company by getting it into the hands of the experts. That's why I want the estheticians to grow and to shine so that that's like an obvious choice. That's where the industry needs to be going. Absolutely. And when you talked about the experience your former employer, the dermatologist had with estheticians, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to touch on this a little bit because I do feel I wish estheticians were more respected. Where do you feel like that disconnect sort of comes from? Um, Well, I just through passion. So it was an experience of mine anymore because I changed it with not trying to prove anything, but by being myself and being interested. She like mentored me like a little baby bird because I was willing, I was wanting it. I was ready. I was hungry. I was uh, passionate. So really you don't have to be concerned about anyone else's concern about what an esthetician is. It's more of just shining your bright light and the path will, you know, illuminate. It already is. Okay. And Okay, when it comes to jobs that people can get as an esthetician, I know becoming a medical esthetician is one that there's a lot of interest Interest. around. Yeah. What do you have to say about that experience? Would you recommend it? Was it what you expected? Such a good question, girl. (laughs) Okay, so this is my thing on uh, working in the medical field as an esthetician. I feel like I knew that I wanted to do that because I wanted the experience and I stayed a whole heck of a lot longer than I anticipated. (laughs) Um, 10 years is a long time. Yes, but I, I grew up there essentially became what I am now. And I'm so thankful for it. 
You don't have to do that though. And if you do, that's amazing. But for, I loved the Monday through Friday because estheticians, a lot Mm -hmm. of times Mm -hmm. the the weekends and the the late nights, that was not of interest to me. So I loved that. It worked for me, the consistent paycheck. A lot of times it's Mm -hmm. very unknown when you first start out. So if you could get your foot in the door working at a medical spa, even like as a receptionist, even as a a medical assistant, get your foot in the door, Um, get in there. And I feel like getting at least, uh, not at least, but two years working in a dermatology practice is like Mm -hmm. going to get your master's as an esthetician, but you're getting paid. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting this experience, you're absorbing it all, you're not going there for the drama, you're not going there for the work, it's going there, you're getting educated. Go there with the intention to get the education and absorb everything. They have resources to huge companies and trainings, and there's a usually a budget for trainings and ask about them. And all these skincare companies have like trainings three months. There's representatives there that are full of knowledge that see the biggest practices in the industry and they know what they're doing. And they're so willing to give you that education because they want you to grow because then they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. take it as a college experience and I don't I don't think that it really is very good to stay there um, for your whole career unless it works really good for you but I mm-hmm. think take that education take that expertise take that comfort in knowing that you know what to do and then you know venture on grow move maybe do your own thing become a product representative but you know exactly what you're talking about and you get the amazing foundation mm-hmm. working under Mm -hmm. a dermatologist. And what could people expect sort of their day-to-day roles to be working under a dermatologist? I mean, I definitely think that that varies from um, place to place. And I think that, but it's a very routine job. It's a doctor's office. It's very Mm -hmm. professional. You get to learn about um, HIPAA and how to really keep your clients information safe and be very professional in the industry nothing they don't teach anything that the school teaches you just sanitation how to care for your client at the highest level how you know how when with skin even with waxing and peels Mm -hmm. and all these products things can happen and they do they do happen Mm -hmm. it's normal don't get freaked out but you get to learn how to actually like um, care for these concerns. Whereas a lot of estheticians who don't have that experience, something happens with their clients and you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Totally. You know, like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. Well, no. when you're under an, a dermatologist, you know exactly what to do because you, you're taught, you're taught, you're mentored under what she would do. Okay. So that's I kind of want to hear like behind the scenes. Okay. Let's sort of pretend I was your client and something went like, what are examples, first of all, of things that could go wrong? And maybe Uh, from there, you could tell us how you would handle the situation. Well, (laughs) this is what's so nice is that when things would happen, such as a chemical peel, and it's just a basic chemical peel, but this patient gets like a reaction from it. They get those tiny red bumps and there's just this, um, you know, 
irritation and flameness. And so she comes in and the doctor would go in and bring us in with her and we would determine and figure out a lot of times they don't tell you the products that they used before the treatment. So it's not even mm-hmm. your fault. And so mm-hmm. they're using this like aha baha. So it's an alpha hydroxy acid um, cleanser with microbeads in it. And so they're exfoliating totally. it. Okay. So this happened with one of my head estheticians. And so she was coming in for an eye peel and she had gone through the proper consultation, but she failed to mention that she was using this aggressive physical and manual exfoliation on her eyes before leading up to it, like mm-hmm. intensely. Because you know those people, if you don't feel it, it's not doing anything. Oh, totally. If it's not burning my face off, it's not Correct. working. Correct. So this was happening, but she failed to mention it because she just kind of like, it was like cleanser to her, you know, it was just right. another day. And yeah. so she did this eye peel, which is concentrated... Um, you know, acid on her eyes and she comes in the next day and they're like swollen, red, irritated, scared this esthetician so bad. Oh my gosh. It's just a bad feeling. Oh, in your gut? Oh, Oh, yeah. It's the worst. But it's nothing you did, you know? So if you're on your own, what would you do? Like, what would someone do? You would be scared and you might even consider changing careers. (laughs) you would oh uh, yeah uh, it's you same. I would too if I did yes 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 it's relatable okay <sighs> so then you bring the doctor in and she just looks at the area and you just calm her down and you listen to what she has to say and then you figure out and you determine that okay she was using something that created this but you never blame them oh my gosh guys no you never blame them. You just get it out. We listen. We it, There's a lot of um, hand-holding. Yeah. You listen to what they say. You figure it out. And then you create a plan. So then it's just, you know, really gentle home care. You send them home with samples of gentle cleanser and moisturizer that you want to see um, them use. Sometimes a hydrocortisone to help the calm the, um, the irritation for a few days. You write out the regimen on paper of the only things you want them to use. And then you give them samples from your rep that they should be giving you to only use. And then you check on them the next day, you call them, and then you have them come in a few days later so that you're holding their hand the whole time. You're there with them. They feel cared for. They feel like they're in the right hands. Mm -hmm. You're not just turning them away. You're not just telling them, I don't know what to do. You're Mm -hmm. not avoiding their phone call. And then um, this will actually help really, really help, um, any bad reviews you get, you will create actually a lifelong, um, client or patient Mm -hmm. if you, you, um, deal with it this way. And Mm -hmm. then you, you want to document too. document. uh, That's what I found too, with charts and working Mm -hmm. in a medical practice Mm -hmm. is documentation is huge and keeping, um, really, really accurate. It doesn't have to be paragraphs, just accurate notes on each client. What products did you use before? And when you did skincare consults for them like we went back to the notes of the esthetician and she did it correctly she did it perfectly but it was so nice to be able to reference back to how many passes she did how long she kept it on when did she neutralize it the skincare routine that the patient was using at home and then Mm -hmm. you could determine with conversation like oh yeah I didn't tell her this is what the client comes up to you don't come to this conclusion even though you know you let the client come to this conclusion Mm, and that's a piece of gold that's good. That's you let good. them come to the conclusion of, oh, yes, that I did. I didn't mention it to her. And then just let it flow. So she feels now you have a client forever. 
A huge thank you goes out to Allure Magazine for sponsoring today's podcast. I want to take a quick break and talk about where my relationship with beauty all began, where this whole obsession got its start. So I was a 90s baby, and before Instagram and influencers, before YouTube Get Ready With Me videos and TikTok, we had magazines. And I didn't just like magazines or casually buy them and flip through them. No, no, it was a whole event for me. I was just captivated by them. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for magazines. There was one in particular I waited all month long for, and that was Allure Magazine. It was so special because it was the first dedicated space for beauty that I had ever stumbled upon. That first space where I could just hang out on those pages. I could learn about the products. I would mood board my favorite beauty looks. I would pull out those pages and put them on my bulletin board. And I would just fully and unapologetically immerse myself in that passion. I waited all month long, and when my allure arrived, it was this special day. I would just, I would dart out to our driveway. I remember I would tear off that plastic seal. I would run back to my room and lock the door and just hop on my bed and read the magazine for hours. That was my first experience with what we now call self-care. And you guys know me, I am always going to point you towards the best resources and information on skincare and beauty. That's why I am honestly so excited. This is so full circle for me, but I am so excited to share with you a new podcast from the experts at Allure called Allure, the Science of Beauty. Join Allure as they dive deep on topics like sunscreen and wrinkles, and don't be surprised if you discover your new favorite serum, hair mask, or scalp treatment along the way. Michelle Lee, Editor-in-Chief, and Jenny Bailly, Executive Beauty Director, are asking the tough questions, we love that, and getting the straight answers from dermatologists, cosmetic chemists, and more experts. The best part is you don't have to wait a month for the information to show up on your driveway like I did. A new episode airs every Thursday, so listen to Allure, the science of beauty at listen.allure.com slash tests or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll pop that information in the show notes for you guys. I know I cannot wait to listen to this podcast and I hope it brings you the same joy that the magazine has always brought me. Yes. Yes. And I think it's just, it's better to be prepared for that sort of situation. It's going to happen. It's you going can't to happen. control them. They're not going to tell you everything. And that's, but consults are huge too. Be very good yes. at consults. That's a missed opportunity. Yes. Huge missed opportunity. Well, yeah. And not to talk about myself, but that is something I have really come to understand having a business based on consultations and product recommendations. Mm, I could talk to somebody about their skin, their history, their lifestyle, and their products for an hour and a half. And we do. But there's so much to cover that I feel, you know, in a traditional medical setting or a facial, it just can't get 
necessarily covered. You don't always have time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's huge. And I want to say too, it's an advantage that you're doing virtual consultations, but like in-person consultations, uh, this is what I did learn too over the years is we kind of focus on what they should be concerned about. Like, oh my gosh, she has like five big brown spots from the sun, but she mm-hmm. comes in and she doesn't mention that. But then we, mm. we as professionals, right, we're focusing on getting her brown spots under control. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Listen to them. Get two mm. of their biggest concerns out of them. Why? Well, she's really concerned about these fine lines around her eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really when she looks in the mirror, that's what's what bugs her. Mm-hmm. Focus on those, help her create results with those. And then with time, then she's going to be like, oh my gosh, now I'm starting to notice these mm-hmm. other things that you did notice before. And then, mm-hmm. she, but you built trust with helping her with her concerns. Because sometimes if you're helping her with the concerns that really don't matter to her, she's like, well, you're not helping me. Mm-hmm. So then there's that disconnect. So you have mm-hmm. to listen. You find two concerns, you repeat it back to them of what their concerns are because they'll tell you and help her treat those. And then the other things will come with time. And that's how you build that trust. But if you're going to help her fix something that she doesn't even care about right now, she's not going to see value in you. Right. And setting the expectation together about first, you have to be, you have to be, Definitely have to be clear on oh, what yeah. she wants. And yes. I, I love that you highlighted, Kelsey. It's what bothers her. Her. Not you. Her. Not you. Which is hard because we are, I think, aesthetic people. Correct. And that's the disconnect. But yeah. I have to, I promise you, I promise you, once you help her with those concerns and give her realistic expectations, she will be coming to you for those other things. And that's when you can educate and evolve as a patient-client relationship. Yes. yes. But build that trust first. That's the foundation because you want to keep them there. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Aside from trust, which is something we, we don't really talk about that much in school, what are some qualities that you think make really strong estheticians? Maybe that you've you've managed people and you notice like oh. these qualities really stand out and oh. make make their clients love them. Oh, that's such a good question. So the very very the most successful estheticians that have come through our doors that I have managed and I don't even like manage I say lead because I'm in there with them I am an Mm -hmm. esthetician that is my thing Mm -hmm. is to find what you love to do the most and obviously be willing and open to learn everything because you're new like are not even new but we're always we should always be able to learn and be Mm -hmm. open to learning everything but be the best at what you love to do. So one of the estheticians that I had is like loved brows. We came to grow really close relationships. And so we sent her on a microblading training as soon as it came out onto the market before it was crazy. And she loved just, it was like an art for her mm-hmm. an art. Yeah. It brows is an art. Were an art. One hair can make a yes. difference. This was her motto. And it does. And people would literally, she would be so booked out because it was an art for her. You could feel it. It was just in her bones. She did definitely do other things and she was great at them. But you have to find that one thing that you are just like, oh girl. Okay. And people will be so drawn to that. There was another esthetician that had, um, that was amazing at skin. Like she loved the treatments. Mm-hmm. People just loved her, flocked to her and just, 
I feel like it, the rest is history. You don't have to have like this formula. You just have to follow that like thing. And people, even the employees, like the staff would be like, so booked out for her because they knew how much she loved it. And it was such a passion. That's like, um, it's kind of addicting. I don't know. It's yes. like that it well, it's factor. magnetic. It's yeah. magnetic. When, when somebody loves something. Like and... even the staff. We were like drawn to her. Like, oh, can yes. you come in? It's like a drug. Yeah. It's like this, <laughs> totally. Like, just totally. a to light, you know? Yes. And it is so possible for young estheticians. I, I think that was something about me. Like once I got comfortable and it took me a little bit, but once I got comfortable, I could be myself, Mm -hmm. which I'm a people person at heart, but I can be, um, I can get overwhelmed like in a new situation. Like I think a lot of people, and it can be overwhelming when you're just Mm -hmm. new to a spa. There's all these people around. You're supposed to be the expert. It's, it's scary. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. Okay, this is where I'm going to say, sorry. Do you yeah, have to oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm no. like, no, I need to say something. <laughs> um, okay, so if you don't know and you're overwhelmed, just be a sponge. Just go and if there's a quiet time, be like, hey, can I come into this procedure? Don't talk a lot. I feel like people try to be experts before they're experts and that's not respected. What's no. respected is being yeah. a student. Like that is like, okay, yeah, you can try this. You want to learn? That is very, very attractive is not knowing what you, what you want to know, but being open to it and willing to ask questions. And like, I'm not sure, but I will definitely find the answer for you. That will win over so many more people than acting like, you know, or acting like you're somewhere where you're not just be a sponge and then get there. You'll just naturally get there, you know, just learn, take it all in. That is, I think, such a good piece of business advice and life advice just to know if you do not know the answer, it's okay to say no and don't feel overwhelmed in that situation. Like I have to give her an answer. Because I'm supposed to be that I'm a, I'm an esthetician at a dermatologist. I'm in a medical. No, I love, I think that's like so endearing when someone's like, I'm not sure, but you better believe I will find the answer for you. (laughs) You go and ask an expert. Oh, they're, they love you forever. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it many, many times. I've done that. Even from even from the last years, my 10 years. I'm not sure, but I will definitely find an answer. You follow up, you call them, you create that relationship, that and that's trust. That's yeah. trust. When someone right. tries to BS me and you can feel it and they can feel it, it just doesn't feel good. It feels icky. No, especially with skin, it's it's too personal. And I think people's BS meters are uh, high alert, high alert yep. these days. And yeah, skin is something you got to develop that trust. And I would say, I mean, there's people who come in and lie down and are so relaxed and are whatever, but kind of, I would say for the most part, people are nervous trusting someone new with their skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in that sense, if you do work at a medical spa, bring in the doctor you know, you do a full consultation and be like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Like consult with them. That's professional. That's like, oh, that's legit. You know, like, <laughs> wow, the doctor's taking interest as they should because it's their practice. And yes. be like, or if you can't at the time because they're busy, I will ask the doctor. We will get this figured out for you. And this is the plan we created and consult with the doctor. Be mentored under them. Don't be like, I want to be your mentor. Or I want to be you mentor me. Ask them questions, be involved. Listen, they went to school for skin. It's their life. You went Mm -hmm. to school for skin. It's your life. You guys can help each other. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, just follow your passion and be educated. Let them guide you. 
I'm glad you found that person who was I know, willing I'm to take. Lucky. You are, but I think everyone can find that person, Me even too. if even if you know it's not your first boss. I think if you you know take enough classes, apply to a number of jobs, explore different jobs, I think I think you'll find it. But it's it's really great that you did find somebody who you know, was willing to share 10 years worth of experience. And, and I'm sure you just learned so much going from a new esthetician, all the way up the ranks, managing the place. Just so cool. I'm sure you've literally learned it all. I know business skin, uh, people, uh, people are a business in itself. You know, the biggest thing too, is like, uh, she taught me so much because there's a lot of businesses out there that are just so like, will turn you away. If you have an issue, if you call, you get like these weird staff members that are going to try to like book you out or think you're a problem patient, but she really never let allowed that. It was more of like, we absolutely, if they have a concern, they're calling, get them in that day, offer them an appointment that day if it's that serious for them you make time for them make sure they come in that day and you know that it's serious and you're taking it serious and most of the time you ask them what do you need from me and they'll be like something so little but you were willing to give them everything you know they don't, don't do that don't do that don't say oh give you the money back give you all this no listen to them let them have their concerns hear them truly hear them and then let them and then just say what do you need from me after you fix it just to calm them down and it will be like nothing compared to what you really would I promise they just want to be heard they want to feel like you care so many people are just like just blow those people off and that's what gives bad reputation that's what bad reviews are we never allowed that we're a professional office come in that day and we will take care of it we will listen to you Wow. I, I love everything you said. I think, and totally it's when people are in that fight or flight response, they're really, their adrenaline's kicked yeah. in. They feel like nobody's on their side yeah. just for you to have that moment of like, how, what can I do? I'm yes. sure that's, that's so powerful. Yeah. Oh, do you realize, oh, you can literally see it in their body. You know how they're so tense. You can see it release from their bodies. I've seen it many times, wow. ladies and gentlemen wow. who are listening to this, listen to them make great notes, great chart notes. And you will love me for that piece of advice. I promise. I am so impressed, Kelsey. I feel like you have just such a high level of customer service that is, it's very apparent. And I think it's rare to, to find that. Where did you feel like that came from was it other job experiences well it was the doctor that I stood for I mean I think when you when you are a doctor the standard that is there of your practice and um how many lawsuits there are not to say that Mm -hmm. we do that for that but that is there right and there's so many liabilities these days where it's like and you're just such a you you have to care for your patients right and you have to combine all of that and you have to be smart and you have to be a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And so I got to learn all of that. How do you think a business can go from just sort of being average but successful to stepping it up, taking it to the next level? Um, <laughs> um, wanting that, 
first and I think that sometimes we want that but then there's these fears in us like well then it will make it so that I can't be there for my family there's these certain Mm -hmm. fears that stop us from actually really realizing that we want that so is it really what you want is it really what you want if it is you can have it you just have to know that you know you can have it all drop those fears and just align to it and feel passionate about it and I think that we can be all over the place if you feel like okay the Dallas esthetician do you know her I'm sure you yes. do. Uh-huh. So what she has done to create so much of her, you know, amazingness and growth was she specialized in acne. That was her thing. She specialized, she niched it out. That doesn't mean yeah. she doesn't do other things. She does, but you have to be the best at something and then put that out there, like where people can find you and then you get them in the room and then you can talk about all the other things you offer too. But niche it out. Simple, niche simplify. Out. Simplify. simplify. Niche it out. Simplify. And specialize. I think that's also, gosh, there's so much you do not learn in school, but you just feel like you have to be amazing at waxing facials. No, eyelashes, I don't. Like I all don't these like things. waxing at all. I, I never liked either. it. I don't like it. I just I've, don't like it. Kelsey, I've never, I've literally never waxed an eyebrow. I've no. never done a Brazilian wax. Like, no, I've done it. I don't like it. And so I was like, nope, this is not, nope, nope, nope. No. That's okay. And I think your customer will be like, I appreciate you not. Oh, I even saw the Dallas esthetician. She said one time, like, she learned how to do, um, eyelash extensions and she was like but I just was not the best because I didn't love it and so I felt this guilt I'm doing it for them but I know better people that could do it and she referred people to the people that she actually really respected that did eyelashes but she still kept her client like you guys it's all a team we're all working together uh lack mentality and ego mentality is where you think that it's oversaturated or someone's going to take your you know your clientele i promise you there is enough people for everyone to be successful if you don't like it you create relationships with other people in the industry and refer back and forth yeah, and I think people respect that so much more. I and, would. And even as a resource to to say, you know, I I I'm not the best, but I know the person who is the best. That's even valuable for somebody. And it's building honest. Building trust, building trust, trust, being professional. This is yeah. this the the market women as you kind of mentioned is is they're very knowledgeable. There's Google. I mean, like right. you can't you just be transparent. Be uh you know genuine. Be yes. who you are. Don't feel competitive. I know that there's sometimes that feeling of like oh my god she's doing it how I would want to do it, but really like I said in the beginning of this, if she's doing it, you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's refreshing to hear that you feel that way too sometimes because I was like, everyone does. She's just uh, (laughs) such an angel. And yeah, no, but we all do feel a little bit of competitiveness, which is fine. That means you want something. That means that you're like, you're ready to go to that next stage. If you didn't have that, that means you're content. You're like, oh, that's pretty. If you feel like a little bit of competitive, like, oh my God, like a little bit envious, then you put yourself in check and be like, okay, well, let's, let's get this going. Let me learn how I can do it. 
yeah, there is so much room for everyone at the table and everyone has their own way of doing something. A lot of people, you always get that, like where they copy things or they take things, even for yes. me, like a lot of times taking the content, I, I, at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, you know, cause you're trying to build something, but totally. then it's like, it will never be done in the way that you're doing it. But it's like, if you feel inspired by someone, take it and then make it your own, you know? Yes. Yes. Because if that's already been done, it's not going to be the same result when you just take something from someone. I promise. Even though it feels like it will, it won't. No. And it's just, it's just like, do you want to, I think people need to remember this. Do you want to be like everyone else or do you want to actually influence people, have influence Mm. that comes from Mm -hmm. having unique ideas and they might kind of feel a little bit weird. Like I'm sure Kelsey, you how did you feel like when you were first starting YouTube? A little bit oh my, weird, right? I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. I literally put my phone up and I was like, this is a message. I When I started, I wanted help and there was no one to help me. This is what yeah. I did though and I want to help other people. And so I just did it and it was like so janky and it's one of my most popular it is my most popular video and it's the one video that I get the most feedback from was just something I just did it. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) It's always those videos that took the least amount of time. Yep. But, you know, I think they come from an authentic authentic place. Yes. 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 And Kelsey, your video, it was the, it's probably might be the one you're thinking of the, what different jobs can I have as an esthetician? You were like that person for me, the first person I was searching Mm -hmm. on YouTube, looking for somebody who, and you know, there were celebrity estheticians. Like, it's hard to relate to, though. You know Exactly. You know, and those people are so incredible. And I love to see. Yeah, how but they... it's so far-fetched sometimes where you're like, exactly. oh, I don't even know where to start. Like, okay. Yeah. Where's Kim I was Kardashian? Like... I can't. I don't know. I don't have access to her. <laughs> I was like, literally, just what are the jobs I can have as an esthetician? Yeah. Like, what literally basic what can I do? And there so you are. So much. And not even that I've even talked about. There's still so much. I, I have a feeling you are going to create a lot of different jobs that people don't even know about. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, there's just, it. our needs are always evolving. And I think it's a great time to be in this industry, despite it having a lot of us having, time. I think so. Despite our doors having to close. Uh, I think that's a blessing. I know that that can sound really weird right now, but I think it's such a blessing for us in a way to just like take us to that next level. The ones that are here for when I said passion and a purpose. Yes. Ladies don't get defeated. Turn that into what do you really want? Do you want more freedom? Do you want more abundance? Do you want more time with your family? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. This is the time to go into that and let it speak to you. What do we get? What do we get? Show us. (laughs) 100%. Is there any final message you would say that sort of sums up like what you want to impart to young women um, that inspires people that, that you feel like sort of encapsulates your brand and what you're all about? Well, I mean, gosh, <laughs> I'm probably going to think of some things tonight laying in bed. But we'll do a part two. Okay, I feel I, like we haven't scratched the surface. <laughs> I, I agree. 
please. Um, so what I would say is 100%. I know this is kind of like all over the place, but truly, truly self-care. What mm. do you need as a woman or a man? You um, feed that. Feed that. Feel good. Be happy, not just like affirmations happy, like literally try to practice being happy because you try to practice it. And then all these things will consume you of have to be done, need to be done. I can't be happy. I'm not where I want to be. I will tell Mm -hmm. you this, Mm -hmm. you will get there. And that practiced emotion of happy won't come because you don't know how to feel happy because you'll always want more. You have to feel happy. You have to feel safe. You have to feel beautiful. You have to feel abundant and successful right now. And take care of yourself. Love yourself. Put yourself and your emotions first so that you can give to your children, so that you can give to your husband, your boyfriend, so that you can give to your employer or to your business. But fill them now. Fill your cup. Love yourself so much and practice being happy and have more fun because this is what life is. Have more fun. I've, I've accomplished so many goals and I promise you those goals do not create the happiness you think you're going to get because you're going to want bigger goals. You're going to want, you're going to keep evolving. That's life. Have fun now. Have fun creating this dream life that you have desires in you for. I was just thinking, I feel like we're soul sisters, but I was just thinking this today, how skewed I feel like our idea of happiness Mm -hmm. is. We think happiness is like, I'll be happy when I get the car or the job or the product line. not there. Nope. It doesn't. It won't. It doesn't. It's the in-between. It's the attitude. It's the practiced emotion that you get to just fall into and you get to have more fun with life. When you have more fun with life, like, oh my gosh, you will just realize how much your life just brightens up. It's just, it's amazing. This is kind of a deep um, question, Kelsey. And I know I (laughs) promised you my, uh, I asked you my final question, but did you feel like you were always that way? Did you have a moment where you had to sort of like learn that? Um, I think that, uh, so I had a really like tough childhood, but I've always been a very, uh, old soul. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so that combination just made me want to figure out, you know, what I wanted in life. And it's never determined on someone else. Like it's all up to me to figure out what Mm -hmm. kind of life I want to live. And so, yeah, I've always been like that, but I feel like anyone can, you know, have that. If you want it, if you want it, you can have it. Just ask. I mean, going to school to learn about beauty and skin, that never felt like work. Going to school to work for the dermatologist every day, I was so excited. I mean, obviously, there were days and moments. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But like, ultimately, like, I am doing what I freaking love to do. This is so fun. Just have more fun. Kelsey, where can everybody find you on social media and connect with you? And maybe tell us a little bit about some of the tools you have to offer. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at The Modern Esthetician. Um, My website is modernesthetician.com. I have a course. It's called the SD Boss Blueprint, where I take my 10 years of experience of, uh, you know, getting into this field and really 
thriving in this field all into a course that is available on my website. And then also I have a YouTube channel at The Modern Esthetician. Come and comment and like and talk to me. I would love to interact with all of you beautiful souls. Oh, amazing. I cannot wait to check out your blueprint. That sounds mm-hmm. wonderful. I mm-hmm. feel like we all need that. And I will make sure everything is linked below so everybody can find Kelsey easily. I'm so, so genuinely glad we got to talk. And I would love to have you on for part two, part three, anytime Let's your schedule allows. Let's Thank you so it. much, though, Kelsey, for your time. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you in the next episode.